Hello and welcome back to episode 8 of the Tapstream Podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Trey and I am from the Tapstream. I am streamer Warren Mixer and we're doing another update um, of this podcast. If you don't know what this is, usually I just talk about what I've been playing, uh, what I've been watching, and just any kind of stream updates. Um, format always changes on what I start first with, but this week we're going to go ahead and start off with what I've been playing because actually kind of have a lot. But before we get into that, I want to go ahead and mention that uh, I am a Marvel Cinematic fanboy. Uh, and this past week, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer dropped. I'm so freaking excited about this movie. And we're going to go ahead and get into it a little bit towards the end as far as my reactions to the trailer. But again, saving it for the end, just in case we get into any spoiler territories, I don't have to worry about, you know, you pausing the podcast, skipping ahead. You know, we'll save that for later. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and skip ahead. Or if not, you know, here's what I've been playing. Uh, so this past weekend, I uh, took a trip and I got to hang out with O'Reilly and EP. Um, for anybody that is familiar with the stream, those are some good friends of mine from from streaming that I've met. And uh, we got together this weekend and we went to an arcade called Round One. Um, I have mentioned before that I've always wanted to go to kind of like a barcade kind of experience because before this, all I've ever really experienced has been like going to a Mazio's and having that half functioning Galaga machine. Uh, so this was a really, really fun trip. Um, and if you don't know what round one is, it's just this uh, arcade that features a lot of Japanese import uh, arcade cabinets as well as some other other games as well and it was just a really fun time uh, not only to get to hang with them but to play some games that I have never really gotten a chance to play before um, so surprisingly of the games I played that weekend I think the one that stood out to me the most um, was a game called Music Gun Gun uh, if you've never heard of this game essentially what it is it's a rhythm based shooter um, where it everything controls just like any other arcade shooter you've ever played except there are these little indicators that will pop up on screen and an enemy will kind of float through to the beat of the music and you have to shoot as soon as it gets center into the indicator and, and of course there's varying degrees of difficulty depending on how fast or slow the song's going and there's other mechanics too for the more advanced players but since it was my first time i stuck around the normal settings and i didn't get to experience too many of those but it was a lot of fun um, rhythm games are usually not my cup of tea just because of how much I lack any kind of rhythm to the point that I've made the joke, the true joke that even if I go to concerts and the bands are always like, Hey, clap along. I can't even clap along to the beat just cause there was not there. I can't keep rhythm to save my life. Um, so the fact that that was the one that stood out to the to me the most was great, I guess. Cause it was this marriage of like ingrained video game shooting skills versus trying to keep beat with the music. I don't know. Regardless, if you've ever heard of Music Gun Gun, you should check it out. If you ever get the chance to play it, I highly recommend it. it of the games I played this weekend at the Round 1 Arcade with Riley and EP, that was the one that I found myself going back to uh, multiple times. Um, and then from there, sticking with the rhythm theme, another one of the ones that I got to play is a game called Taiko? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. T-A-I-K-O. Um, another rhythm-based game, except this time there are two drums, for two, one for each player, and you have these wooden drumsticks, and you beat along to the indicate, indicators on the screen. This one was a little bit more intimidating to me, just because since there was actual like beating on a plastic drum set, I was afraid of like breaking it. Um, but once I got past that fear, it was it was really fun trying to keep beat. I was not as good at this one as I was at Music Gun Gun, and a lot of that had to do with, again, just not having any kind of rhythm and uh, trying to match 
where I was supposed to hit the drum according to what the icons were on screen. But this is a game that has actually been talked a lot about in the community. Um, I know Arrowkin and, and Kiko Senpai have mentioned that there is a Switch version of it, which I guess uses motion controls with the Joy-Con. Um, I don't know, and it's really fun. I don't know if I would buy it because um, I think I like having the physical drum um controller and i don't think that there's a way that i could get that at least without imports and i don't want to do that um another again i guess sticking with the rhythm theme as well uh, another game i got to play was guitar hero arcade now if you follow me on twitter i tweeted out the other day that i've had the biggest itch to play guitar hero except i don't want to own plastic instruments anymore um i spent a good chunk of my my uh high school life playing guitar hero at so many parties collecting all these instruments and then getting people together for rock band nights and it was a fun time i i really think those games were the perfect party game and and being years away from it i've started to miss it but i just didn't want to get the junk again so being able to have this outlet at round one and play the arcade version of guitar hero was a lot of fun only downside is being an arcade you can imagine the the whistles and bells and you know hollering and just the loud noises of all the games being in one place i actually couldn't hear what i was playing but just the motion of being on the plastic guitar again was a lot of fun um i only played one round of that just because since you couldn't hear the music it almost kind of was not you know defeating the purpose a little bit um but i was happy to flex that muscle again now finally the one of the ones that i'm surprised wasn't the the highlight of the arcade experience was Luigi's Mansion. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, you talked about we talked about one of my favorite, most anticipated games this year is going to be Luigi's Mansion 3. I'm so excited I got to play the arcade version of it. Um, again, if you've been to an arcade, you know how a lot of these shooters are. They're on rails and you're just kind of going along and, and shooting and trying to make sure you don't take any hits before your on-rail experience is over. Luigi's Mansion is very familiar in this regard, except one of the cool thing is instead of a gun... They actually have a vacuum cleaner uh, plastic attachment that you're using and the main two controls are uh, a button on the top of the vacuum that you press and hold and it will charge up a light and as soon as you see a ghost you blast them with the night light and then you pull the trigger of the vacuum and you suck them in and if you've played the gamecube game you know how whenever you sucked them in you would have to pull in the opposite direction of the ghost same thing applied to the arcade version of it and it it felt nice like it, it was kind of a uh immersive experience trying to capture all these ghosts in a random mansion um and of course get, being on rails you could just pretty much hold down the suction button and just were collecting coins the entire time it was basically every arcade experience i ever had but with a nintendo flair and it was so much fun um I want I, if probably if left my own devices I probably would have just wasted all my money there but I knew I really wanted to see more than that but I'm happy for that experience um, there was one more uh, arcade game that I got to play and it was like the Star Wars pod experience where it was almost this in cap it was an encapsulated compartment and you would go in and the the screen kind of like wrapped around you and as soon as you selected a mission, which for me, I selected the Hoth battle, um, it started like having almost like this 4D effect where you could feel wind being blown at you. And since the screen was kind of curved around you, you felt like you were in the cockpit of your ship and just flying around Hoth trying to take down, uh, you know, the, the the bad guys. And it was in, it was hard because they don't give you a lot of 
instructions when you first start like they give you a little bit but that's as the game is starting so you're trying to like read and then figure out what to do at the same time um so i didn't learn what i was doing until about like maybe halfway into my run but once i did it was it was really fun trying to to win which i didn't you can figure it out i didn't <laughs> but uh yeah i'm so happy that i got to go to round one with riley and ep um it was really really a fun experience now that doesn't do it for what i've been playing because there's two more games that i want to talk about um one of the um uh, one of the games i got in this week was new super mario bros u deluxe through gamefly uh we played that on thursday and i loved this game when it came out on the wii u and i was hoping that maybe i would fall re-fall in love with it again on the switch and although i still stand by it being a good game i just i found it hard to have any justification of playing it again um i know this is kind of a big debate for a lot of switch owners that there's just way too many wii u ports but from a business standpoint as little as 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 little amounts of wii u consoles as they were sold it makes sense that they're just trying to cash in on those people that are now switch owners um but i just i i struggled to find any reason to dip my toes back into it again and i'm really happy that i rented it versus buying it which was my normal impulse um because i have already sent it back in in an effort to get the next game we're going to talk about but um i don't know man i just feel like i have been spoiled by super mario maker um because that's what i really want like even in, in kind of sticking to the vein of porting even if they just ported super mario maker to the switch i would be fine because no two levels are the same and and given the creativity of a community that is enraptured by the game i never feel like i'm ever going to play the same level of, of you know twice in a row and so going and trying to play a new super mario bros u deluxe it just had this worn and familiarity feel to it um i honestly don't know where nintendo goes from here like i don't know how you reinvent the 2d mario without it feeling kind of old um granted in super mario odyssey they did have those 2d sections that you would you would teleport into um those were fun but i don't know if it's fun enough to be its own full-fledged game um i even when super mario maker came out i was always baffled by where nintendo could go after giving the players the tools to make their own levels and uh seeing this port again is making me wonder that very same question um but again for maybe i mean i still stand by for those that didn't get to play it when it was on the wii u um i think it's worth looking into 60 dollars is a lot to ask but you know that think that decision ultimately comes down to you um but as far as people who already played on the wii u i just don't think there's anything there to make you want to play it again uh and okay and as i teased it the the last game that i've been playing this week is the resident evil 2 one shot demo now if you're not familiar resident evil 2 is getting a remake and that is coming out this coming friday as of the release of this podcast uh, i think it was exact not exactly a week ago but it was last week they also dropped a demo that was called the one shot because you had 30 minutes and that was it 30 minutes to complete your task um and it was really stressful given the limitation of the time now i didn't think anything of it because i i not that i didn't have any interest i just i wasn't worried about resident evil 2 but sunday night um actually a week ago of this recording sunday night there was a streamer by the name of i am brandon who posted his reaction to the demo on twitter and his reaction was enough to just sell me 
So I knew that coming Tuesday, I was going to set aside time because 30 minutes is super easy to just slot into a stream. And, and we did. Um, first off, this game looks gorgeous. Um, it, I believe it's running off the same engine as Resident Evil 7, which was the first Resident Evil game that I've played. And it showed. It was just a very beautiful experience to go through. Um, very atmospheric and, and, and eerie um, and gory. <laughs> very, very gory. And it was just a nice atmosphere to explore if you like those kinds of games. Um, there was a lot of world building that I felt was... How do, what do I want to say? There was a lot of world building that I felt may have gotten shortchanged just because of the time limit. There was things that I wanted to read. There was documents. There was... Um, computer screens that had information that I wanted to go through, other nooks and crannies that I wanted to explore. But knowing that I only had 30 minutes, I just kept walking forward. Now I did, me being me, have an issue where I accidentally stored my gun away into a storage bin instead of actually equipping it like I thought I was doing. So for the first like 15 minutes, it was just me dodging and weaving through zombies because of course, I have to make things harder than it always has to be. So maybe if I would have wasted so much time being me, I probably could have explored a little bit more. But, you know, things happen as they happen. And it was fun, like having having that self-imposed challenge, whether I wanted to or not, made it a lot more of a memorable experience. Uh, so I don't regret it. I just wish maybe the timer wasn't there. I, I, a good friend of mine asked me when I finished how I felt about it. And I think what I ultimately came down to is this. I think the Resident Evil 2 one-shot simultaneously is overhyped and worth it at the same time. Um, and I don't know how. Like, I, I think it is so good of a game that I was willing to forgive how annoying the timer was in, the, in hindsight. Because uh, even after I was done, it honestly felt like I was just walking forward. I didn't feel like there was too great of a challenge because I even got bit like three or two or three times. And I thought that was the end. Um... So I don't know if maybe it's impossible to lose and everybody just kind of hyped it up, but who knows? Regardless, I'm sold. I wasn't, I wasn't looking, I wasn't planning on playing Resident Evil 2 so soon, but I have since turned in new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe and uh, Resident Evil 2 is hopefully going to be shipped. I it's not going to be this Friday for sure. And even if it did, I don't stream on Fridays. I'm thinking at the earliest next Wednesday, we'll be able to play. And I'm really excited to check that out. Um, I, Resident Evil 7 was the first one I played. I went back and played Resident Evil 4 and enjoyed the heck out of that. Um, so I'm expecting good things. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I felt like I had another thing to say, but I don't think that I do. So we're going to go ahead and move on to what I've been watching. And again, this is where things are going to get a little bit more spoilery. So if you don't want to have any kind of uh, Spider-Man, go ahead and just skip ahead probably about... 10 minutes um unless the podcast ends then who knows uh and if i do do lose you here uh, at the tap stream on every social media platform mixer.com slash the tap stream you can find me more there okay spider-man far from home the trailer dropped this past week and i was incredibly apprehensive about whether or not i wanted to watch this because in such a short time frame we're getting captain marvel in march we're getting avengers endgame in april and then a few months later, we are getting Spider-Man Far From Home, and I believe in July. The way that these movies are going to be marketed is going to be such a tightrope to work, 
tightrope to walk without spoiling each other that I honestly don't know how they're going to do it. And I think one of the biggest things that I saw erupting on Twitter um, was like, so we're just going to pretend Infinity War didn't exist and Spider-Man's back. Um, it's really funny to me because I'm I'm a little bit more in the know than I think other people are like i knew um that tom holland still had another full single spider-man movie on his contract so it wasn't surprising me to see that far from home was coming and of course i knew that the title was confirmed and all this um you know i know pretty much everything but how spider-man comes back in endgame or even if who knows alternate timelines happen i don't know to me the journey is going to be more interesting than the ultimate end goal um so it never bothered me that far from home was was happening think what bothers me is just how close these movies are like i again backseat backseat studio here how hard would it have been to have like spider-man be a fall movie and just kind of like lessen that blow a bit but regardless we're not here to talk about what could have or should have been uh we're going to talk about the trailer and i think one of the coolest things that the trailer starts off with is just showing how aunt may is just cool with peter as being spider-man um, if you remember homecoming ended with a very humorous what the fuck uh when well it was edited out but it pretty much ended on that when aunt may walked in on peter in the spider-man costume um so it was always going to be this interesting play to see how things would turn out after that and based off the trailers it looks like she's being really supportive of it and i like that um i i remember whenever homecoming came out and it was established that ned was going to know who peter was and I didn't know how I feel about it because up until then, everything I knew about Spider-Man was this like constant trying to keep his identity secret kind of thing. And I knew there would be eventually people who knew who he was and stuff like that. But it was interesting to me that we were kind of like starting right out the gate um, with him not having his identity as big a secret as it usually is. So at first I didn't know how I felt, but now it's just it's it's characteristic of marvel studios breaking the norms we were breaking the norms we already have um we already have ned knowing who he is and now that we have may knowing who it is it's really cool and without going into too spoilery on into the spider-verse i don't know i just like this new take on may where she gets to be in the in the know and i want to see how that eventually gets to play out in the movies um Another cool thing that I really liked and am happy to see them explore is when Peter is packing for this trip that he's going to go on for school, Aunt May mentions that, are you going to bring the Spider-Man suit? And he says, no, I don't think that they need the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man over there. Again, don't know how Endgame is going to play out, but I want to imagine what it's like to be Peter who <laughs> literally died and apparently is coming back. Um, I can imagine there's this weight of just wanting to be a kid because I believe he's 15 in homecoming and I don't know where the time frame goes from there. He can't be any older than 18 by the time far from home comes out. He's just a kid. Um, so to see him kind of explore this, this duality of wanting to be responsible, you know, great power, great responsibility. And at the same time, be young and hang out with his friends and explore romance and, and just being carefree is, it's just another plate on the spinning carousel that is Peter Parker. And it'll be fun to watch that um, play out, especially with Nick Fury uh, deciding to hijack the mission as well, um, because it looks like his trip is not going to be so innocent after all with which appears to be the elementals. As far as my research has gotten me, um, I know everybody's been saying that it's like uh, Sandman and whatnot, but I think from my understanding, these sub 
bosses, if you want to call them that, to put them in the video game terms, are more of the elementals that are appearing on their trip that provokes a, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Mysterio, to come in and quote-unquote save the day. Again, my knowledge is limited to what I know uh, from the movies, but from the angle that it looks like they're playing, it looks like almost a syndrome kind of thing where Mysterio is creating the problem that he can fix so that people will adore him as a hero. I'll just say that. That's all I know. That's all I know leading up to this, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, And finally, just to put a bow on it, what I really, really enjoyed, surprisingly, above all, was the theme song. The way that they were able to incorporate the classic Spider-Man theme song into the score of the trailer was um, nostalgic and and cool. Um, you can see I'm totally lacking words. I just got in today from my trip, so this may not be as planned out as last week's was. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, I, it was just it was really cool. If if you haven't seen the trailer and maybe you're avoiding it, if you can find a way to just listen to the theme song of the trailer, I think that alone is worth it. Um, it reminds me of when Spider-Man Homecoming came out and they had the classic Marvel Splash logo and they incorporated the theme song into that. I'm always a sucker for that kind of stuff. So exciting, exciting stuff. But uh, yeah, that about does it for what I've been watching this week and what I've been playing. So we'll just wrap up the podcast with some more stream updates. Um, Again, I'm recording this on Sunday night. This goes up on Monday morning. Um, The streams will start on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this coming week. Uh, Tuesday will be a bit of a delayed stream start because I do have a haircut. So I don't know when I'm actually going to be able to start. But for safety, I'm just saying 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, which is our old start time. If I can be on earlier, I will. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday, we're going to be working through Twilight Princess, and I'm incredibly close to beating it. Like, I know I say this every week, but I really think I just have the castle left, so we should be able to wrap, wrap it up by Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, we'll be checking out Gris, or Grease, still don't know how to pronounce it, G-R-I-S. Um, I've heard that it's a very emotionally heavy game, so I, I'm not sure how that's going to go, but always fun to check out. Um, and any downtime that we have during the stream where say i finished twilight princess super early on wednesday we'll spend that time playing uh, Mega Man 11 because i still have that out and i'm still trying to see if i can make any kind of dent but we will see also there's totally sirens in the background hopefully that is not being picked up um and also just another thing to note i want to be open about this um this is like the second week in a row where by thursday i felt like i was just drained um to the point that i was slurring my words which i know i normally do that anyway but it feels like it gets worse by the third stream day of the week and that has me a little bit worried uh i've talked about it before my ultimate end goal is to become a full-time streamer which means streaming eight hours a day monday through friday maybe saturday i don't know um but man doing three days of five hours uh, has me worried and has me really wondering like do i have the stamina for this because i mean of course i've done long streams i've done 12 hour streams i've done 24 hour streams but i've never done consecutive long streams because five hours is nothing to sneeze at um and i don't know it's something that i'm getting used to i talked to my friend nate white shark who when he first started streaming he talked about that he was doing five hour streams too and it just eventually just was too much Um, I'm hoping that this is maybe a stamina thing and as I continue pushing forward and just get used to this new schedule that'll be easier Um, maybe it'll be a thing where I just need to to get to bed earlier even even earlier than I've been trying to um, just given that the nature of my job being very early in the morning and um, 
and staying up late doing the stream stuff. I don't know. I don't want to give it up because, I mean, the stream has been doing really well in this new time slot. Again, thanks to all the incredible friends that I have made on Mixer who have been hosting me in this new time slot. <sighs> I don't know. I got to figure that out because it is not um, it's not the 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 forward face that I want to put on. I, I know it's been humorous because there have been clips of me saying dumb words, peanut butter, but I just... I don't want that to be the forward face. Like, it's fine every now and then, but if it becomes the norm, then we have a problem. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, that, that'll that do it. Um, okay, how do we normally end this? Oh, yeah, the highlight of my week. Of course, uh, every week I like to ask people what's been the highlight of your week. If you have one as well, I would love for you to send it uh, with the hashtag the Tapstream highlight on any social media platform. Just make sure you at me so that I know I see it. Um, and for me, it is clearly getting to hang out with Riley and EP this weekend. Um, you know, being able to have these friendships online has been incredible. And whenever you get to solidify it by actually meeting people in person, it's a really wonderful feeling. So I've already, of course, met Riley at TwitchCon. This is my first time meeting EP and it's always good to put a face to the username and the voice and, um, yeah, I, I was spoiled by them this weekend. They they took me out. They took me to round one, took me to some, some you know, cool places to hang out. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. So that is, without a doubt, the highlight of my week. But, of course, I want to hear from you. What was your highlight of the week at the Tapstream? Hashtag the ha Tapstream highlight. That'll about do it. So if you enjoyed this, uh, don't forget to follow me on any of the the podcast platforms. You can rate, comment, subscribe, star, whatever you do. It helps. Um, also you can actually comment on this particular episode. If you go to the tapstream.com slash podcast, there is a new comment section. I'll be checking those. If you want to have anything or share anything or continue the conversation there, I'll be checking it. Uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you, Steven demonic for the suggestion. Um, so yeah, if you want to continue the uh, conversation that is available for you as well. If you enjoyed me personally, you can follow me at the Tapstream on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, all the social media platforms doing all the things. And of course, I stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at Mixer.com slash the Tapstream, uh, 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time to 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want to be a part of this amazing community, you can also go to the Tapstream.com, look to the menu bar and find the Discord link. Uh, you click on that and it'll immediately grant you an invite. You can come in. It is open to everybody. We would love to have have you uh, we'd love to talk to you we are a very welcome and open community um so yeah that is always open to you if you want um that'll about do it oh i got to guest on again i'm assuming you like podcasts right you're listening to this one i got to guest on the a to z podcast uh we got to talk about streaming uh some of the information is a little bit out of date because i was still streaming like six days a week but you know podcasting is hard so uh you never know when the time is going to land on that but if you want to go listen to that i'll include the link in the description uh you should go check it out really really fun listen and i got to open up and gush about how great the community is so that'll about do it i love your faces and we will see you next week eight episodes we did it and i saved the whole self accolades to the end everybody i hope you have a wonderful week don't stop celebrating <laughs>